1: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. every time or your money back plus at these prices well you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply The The, the winds of change are blowing through raider nation and silver and black today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your las vegas raiders touchdown las vegas Insight, opinions, and interviews We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL Your host, Scott Go and Mo Bolton.
3: Okay, we're back, Silver and Black today Leo, what's going on? I see it says What up, Scott? Finally, Mo get to catch you guys live Yes, we're live Right before Mo goes out and hits in the limo, goes to Midtown Hangs out, has some avocado smoothies Getting ready. Look at that! You just got a haircut, didn't you, man?
4: Fresh out of the barber shop about two mm-hmm. hours ago.
3: Uh-huh.
4: It's yes. it's that type of week. I just I just you know what? To be honest, Scott, I, not that I'm having a vacation, but this week I'm just going to go completely off the grid. That's you won't good. hear from. Now I'm going to do the post game show as I usually do. Yes. After Raiders charges, and I'll have a Friday show, and after that, go in complete dark mode. You won't hear from me for a few days. So good. get used to get used to this face now.
3: That's good. <laughs> that's good. He's got some business to take care of. So, um, business trip. Yes, yeah, a business trip. Serious business too. So that's good. Uh, but we're back. We're talking Raiders now. Mo, we're going to switch uh, gears now, and we're going to talk about the game Thursday night. The Thursday night game against the Chargers. We talked about the injuries to start the show, and the Raiders. You know, it's hard. And and I, I look. I, I'm not. I don't have the emotional tie as a fan as many of the folks who listen to the show do. So it's been hard for me to be positive. I would like to think that the Raiders win this game, okay? But they didn't score a point against the Vikings. <laughs> you, know, you, you look at that and you're like, wow, how can you have any sense of, um, I don't know, confidence that the Raiders can beat the Chargers? Will Khalil Mack sack Aiden O'Connell eight times this game? Or are they finally... And remember, two offensive linemen are out. Andre James, Colton Miller out for the game. Uh, so it's going to be tough, and I think you're going to have to put – and I don't know. I haven't seen it, and and, and I don't know that they can, they, they can do it. you to have to put some more emotion into this offense. You're going to have to do something else versus what you did last time against the Chargers because Aiden O'Connell, as we talked about, is not a mobile guy. But they're going to – I think they got to move him out of the pocket a little bit, Mo. Even if it's on a quick pass or something, they're going to need to do something different to negate not only Mac but the fact that they are two offensive linemen short.
4: I expect to see a lot of double, triple teams on Khalil Mack to make sure he doesn't wreck the game again. Joey Bosa not in the field. Of course, Joey Bosa's on injured reserve. Yeah. But I, I still, I have the Raiders winning this game 17-10. That's what I put on my Bleacher Report piece for the picks this week. 17-10, and I said, you know, while the Raiders haven't scored more than 20 points in the game, in, in a while since the Giants match up in Week Nine, they're not going to have to score twenty to beat the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers are going to struggle to score points. I don't, you know, I don't see the Chargers scoring more than ten, thirteen points myself. So because the Raiders' defense is pretty good now, they the Chargers are without obviously Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, but the Raiders' defense has been playing pretty good. As I said, I think still top ten in scoring or uh, points allowed. So yeah. I think it's going to be a defensive matchup. It's not going to be the most entertaining, if you like points, <laughs> but I, I feel like the Raiders, if you're a betting person out there, I feel like the Raiders cover the minus three and they have a, a pretty convincing victory. And I think it's going to be some, some momentum for Antonio Pierce as he still seeks to get that head coaching job. So I think it's going to be a Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers game. As you said, they have got to do something different than they did in the first matchup to make sure again, Khalil Mack doesn't live in the backfield. But I've called for this for weeks now. And I think the Raiders should start using more motion, uh, start you know a little more Thank window you. dressing to to exploit some matchups on the field because the Chargers' defense isn't that good. No. I yeah. understand you may not be high on the Raiders' offense because they didn't score against Minnesota. Minnesota has a top ten scoring defense. The so Chargers do not. <laughs> you the Chargers have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So I, I'd want to see you have nothing to lose. Let Aiden No sling it all all over the field. He has the arm strength for it. Uh, You have Devontae Adams, you have Jacoby Myers, you have Hunter Renfro. if you can hold on to the football, you have Trey Tucker who needs to get on the field. You can sling it around the field and get it to your your playmakers, Michael Mayer in the red zone, even outside of the red zone. I, I want to see, you know, let the coaches, the coach staff should take the training wheels off at Aiden O'Connell, let him throw the football and see and live with the results. See what you yes, get.
3: I, and I would like to see, I would like to see a lot more of Trey Tucker over these last four games. Okay. He's, he's, he's and now listen, I know he's got to make some improvements. Uh, his route running and his ability to hold on to the ball too. I mean, he's made some great catches, but also he's missed some. So I think I, I would like to see that. I'd like to see him spread it out. As crazy as it sounds, I'd like to not only see them do motion mode, but I'd like to see him spread it out. Do some do some four wide receiver sets. Get Tucker in there. You have Renfro Tucker, you know, just go in and just give him different looks. Just start throwing the kitchen sink. I mean, why not? Right? Because you haven't been able to score damn points anyway. So come out. Take you know maybe they white sheeted, clean sheeted some some plays, uh, or went deep in the playbook and said, "All right, let's let's think of this differently." And and I think the one thing we didn't see them do last week that we called for them to do on this show, and I think a lot of people who were looking at keys to victory over over the Vikings was to just stay aggressive, right? Both running the ball, passing the ball, and to your point, you know, let them sling it around the field. What what do you got to lose? You you challenge the kid, give him complex routes, give him all sorts of stuff, and see how he reacts.
4: As you said, what do they have to lose? Now, I, I just wanted to make a quick comment about Trey Tucker because a lot of people are going to say, well, he can't help but onto the ball and balance. He's got to work on those sideline catches. He had a yeah. bobble in the last game. I understand that. But he's not going to get better at it in live action if he's on the sideline. He has to be on the field to actually put it into practice for him to get better at it. You don't get better by watching others do it. You have to actually do it. So I think having Trey Tucker on the field a little more, I think I'd, I'd want to see that. One thing they didn't do against the Vikings was test the defense downfield. I believe I, I saw a stat. The Raiders only threw two passes, 15 plus yards down the field against the Vikings. Right. That has to change. And that goes along with my point. Let him sling it. Again, he has, while we talk, people don't like us talking about his, his uh, lack of mobility. Aiden no does have a, a pretty decent arm yeah he does <laughs> and we've seen it in the preseason so absolutely why not use that part of his skill set to open up the offense and get things rolling for your for your struggling unit right now
3: and that's what i would do too is i would i would have a steady dose and i would rotate him in uh, i mean i know he paid you're paying him a lot of money and he had the fumble but rotate in hunter and then when he takes a spell put tucker in like just Keep pulling pull them around. Just keep doing it. And, yes, I know Michael Mayer, too. I would, I would obviously do that. I've been calling that for weeks, and they seem to do it, and then they stop, again, the, the inadequacy of the play caller. But but I think that that's what they need to do. Use Just spread the ball all around. Hit Mayer. Hit Tucker. Hit, hit Devontae, of course, and Jacoby Myers and Trey Tucker. Just move the ball around and do things differently. And don't just use Tucker – as a guy to run end arounds, rounds. I think that, that doesn't do him justice. You want to see him do some pre-snap motions, go out in a route, especially over the middle of the field, doing slants across the middle of the field, just hit him in stride. He's got the speed. That's what you want to see. Even short passes. Maybe sometimes they only go for five, six yards, but what the one time he gets a step on the defensive back or the linebacker and he's able to break one for 20 or 30 yards. That's what I want to see out of him.
4: And that's why you can get him in space with those motions. And I think that that's where he can shine once he gets the ball in his hands you know how many defenders are going to be able to track him down if they're trailing him not many so that short so that short pass i I saw this with justin fields i don't know if you remember the monday night football game against the vikings yes justin fields did a lot of that where it was just short passes and he allowed his playmakers to rack up the yards after the catch and that's how they got I, i wouldn't say got him comfortable but they were a little conservative on the conservative side with justin fields kind of showed me they didn't trust him but I think you could do that with Aiden O'Connor just to get him comfortable, get him into a rhythm early in the game. And then as the game goes on, you start taking shots downfield.
3: Right. And, and I think they should do the same thing with Devontae. I mean, listen, what the thing that's bothered me about the Raiders passing game all season long is where they where the routes go. Right, We see a lot of routes down the sideline. We see a lot of routes within five yards of the sideline, uh, even if it's an in. What we, I don't see a lot of diagonal. I don't see a lot of, 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 of slants. And I think Devontae even, the same thing. If Even on a short pass, get him out in the field, get him some momentum coming in towards the middle of the field and give him the ball. You've seen when he's gotten those passes what he's done with them. Now, of course, yes, you can hit him vertically too when he gets a step on a, on a defensive back, especially the Chargers. But I, I just want to see more dynamic movement and I want to see a more com- – not, it's not even complex routes, Mo. It's, it's just routes that are different than they've been running, these vertical straight routes or these quick ins and that's it. Keep them moving. Keep these receivers going.
4: I'm a little concerned about how creative Bo Hardigree is going to be knowing that he's not going to have two of his starting offensive linemen. So you mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier in the show, no Colt Miller, no Andre James, but they will be moving during part of the center, and I think, that's his nat- I think that is going to be his natural position. I said it when Dylan Parham was a rookie. Played, yeah. per, played very well at the center position. I think that's the, his future spot. But I'm I'm worried that because they don't have two of their starters up front, that they're going to be a little too conservative and not get creative. And I think, I guess this Chargers defense, which is on the weak side, let's be honest. This is the type of defense you can get creative on. Not to say you get too cute, but you can try some things and experiment and get some explosive plays on this unit. I think they just have to take training wheels off of Aiden O'Connell. As I said, let them sling it all over the field.
3: Well, and we we said this about the Chargers the last time they played too, two though, and then you had Mac go crazy. Uh but but I, I, I look I think they're even worse than they were before. Uh and 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 that whole house is falling down. Uh, Brandon Staley's gonna be out. You lose your quarterback, that just sucks the air out of the room. And so so I, I, I look, this game is prime for the Raiders to win. Uh and and they need to win it. So I think that it, you just end that end that losing streak. For those of you who are really opining for Antonio Pierce to get the job, he's got to win this game in my view because it's set up for him nicely. And as long as they have a good game plan, um, they execute on the field and that's on the players, then I think they do. I'm with you, 17-10, somewhere like that, 21-14, whatever it may be. But um, it's, it's, it's important for them to do. And I think it's important for this offense to have something positive. They've not had any positive, really, consistently all season long. A couple stretches here and there. But since the Giants game, they really haven't done much. So I think that they need that. They need from a psyche perspective to go out there. And even though I don't think they'll overly dominate L.A., I do think they can feel good about themselves if they execute, get first down, score when they're in the red zone, that sort
4: of stuff. Here's what the Raiders can do. Finish the game without scoring any points. (laughs) They, They... I mean, obviously, but as you said, this offense needs to feel good about itself. It needs some momentum. I I don't care if you're on the side where you want the Raiders to tank or win football games. This offense needs to show something because the other thing that a lot of people are not talking about is what if Devontae Adams doesn't believe in the direction of this team? And then you start to hear him chirp about maybe not being happy and possibly wanting a trade. I'm not saying you do this to make Devontae happy, but part of this is also to say, hey, Devontae, we're trying our best and we've made some progress. Stick it up with us as you yes. as you said you would, yeah. and we'll get this right. We'll eventually right. get this right. And I and I think that's that's also plays into it why you don't want to just go out there and and just tank. Now I know tanking is not something that's talked about among league offices it's more of a, a media thing but I, I think it's these last four games where a lot of fans have checked out and they're already looking toward a draft because i can see the comments right now and everyone's asking me about <laughs> this quarterback that quarterback this draft strategy that strat draft strategy shout out to gb where in the chat but the Raiders still have four games left to play and as i wrote in the piece there are still some questions that they can answer and i think the off a lot of it is on offense because defense is playing well you want to see that offense at least finish on a strong note
3: yes and, and you know what? I'm I'm gonna call it now, right? I'm I'm wrong plenty. Although a lot of times, I get comments and they say I'm wrong, but they're actually wrong. But nonetheless, <laughs> there's no joke in here. Relax, folks.
4: Hate on people. Hate. I hate By the way, know. the person in the chat is G-wear B and wanted to get that right. He's been that person's been I call, very consistent I call, with
3: him. I call him Guareb.
4: I just said Gware. I Gwareb? I didn't want to try to pronounce it, but G-wear B.
3: Yes. I think he's actually pretty happy right now because he's always wanted them to do poorly so they get a better draft pick, right, bar Rep? <laughs> I'm pretty sure because there was a couple of times when I commented to him uh, in in during live shows like post game shows and said, "Dude, if you're not enjoying this, why are you watching it?" But he's a good dude. It's just it's just uh, yeah. I like to see him in there talking about well, um, most most of our
4: most of our listeners are They're good great. people. Oh, of course, people. of course, anywhere you go, you're going to have some bad apples in the batch. But like I said, I, you know, I enjoy the chats. Why I do the Bleacher Report lives. Yes. I know John, John, John 585 may be listening to this or watching this. Shout out to him. He was very active in the Bleacher Report chat uh, earlier. I don't know if Cheyenne Santana is on this or watching this, but she's very active on the Bleacher Report live and I'm there. So what, listen, I understand a lot of what's being said in the comment section. But sometimes we just have to understand there's also another side of it. And everyone has their opinion. Everyone's not going to agree with you. I, I understood that from day one doing this. And it's good to have a discussion, a respectful of discussion. So I, I, I just want to say before I go off the grid, thank everyone in the chat for coming through and giving your comments, whether you disagree with us or, or dislike us or whatever the case may be. It's if cool. you dislike oh, us,
3: watch us too. I could care less. Uh. <laughs> But um, as long as you're watching, it's good for me. I mean, Howard Stern built his
4: whole career that way.
3: Um, Mo, I, are you going off the grid or something? Because you've only talked about it like 14 times.
4: Yeah, I'm just gonna go completely mm-hmm. dark after the Raiders Chargers game. We're gonna go into a cave and just not come out for a few days. <laughs> it just kind of because me- the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders have a very weird December schedule, right? They so they play. They played last. Remember, they had a bye to begin the month. Then they played last week. Then they play tomorrow on a short week. Four then days. they're off till then. They're off till Christmas. Yes, when they go to Arrowhead. Yeah, and then that's, and then you know they have I believe the the Colts on yep. New Year's Eve.
3: New Year's Eve in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis
4: on Eastern Time Zone. So correct. Very weird December schedule for the Raiders.
3: They play on my time zone. It's, I like that. Oh, by the way, we did have a commenter who said we should. We have no business talking about the Raiders because we're not covering practice every day. Did you know that?
4: Yeah, I, d- I didn't know that, that was a prerequisite for talking about a football team, because if that was the case, I would, there wouldn't be a lot of media people talking about football because a lot yeah. of people aren't at practice. I Adam
3: mean. Adam Schefter. How can he cover the NFL? He's not there every day. Anyway, good fun. Um, but yeah, listen, I think, I think you know, for fans too, and I see it a lot in the comments, a lot of our listeners too, uh, is, is the fact that they're just tired of losing. And I get it. And so now you're looking at the spec. And I think I think to me, all 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 seriousness aside from the perspective of can Antonio Pierce be a good coach is that he's in-house, people like him. So it's like, at least you like him. So do we want to go through oh who they're hiring and all I understand that kind of fatigue. Because it is fatigue, right? So you got Gruden, then that fell apart. Then you get McDaniels as a disaster and now falls apart. So people are just t- – and I'm, and then you go back and back and back for coaches, Del Rio before him, and it, it gets frustrating. So I, I understand people's point of view on that, and, and it, it makes sense, but um, we'll see. I mean, again, uh, it, it, you you have an opportunity. And you were saying it best, too. This is the last thing I want to say about the, the, the Antonio Pierce audition because I had people really on top of me saying, well, you don't even let him finish yet. And I said, no, he's got, he gets to finish. I'm just saying, after five games, I don't think he's earned it yet. That's all I've said. He's lost three in a row. If this was another coach who was a dick, would people say, oh, he's lost three? He sucks. I mean, look what you're saying about Ball Hardegree. Like, he hasn't done well. Nobody wants to keep him. So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see where that goes. But I do think that um, you have to wait it out. And and see what happens. I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll pull the rabbit out and they'll win four in a row. Who knows?
4: It's funny you went there because I was gonna say before we close out, I just want to say that I want to make this clear to people in the chat. People <laughs> in the chat, if you got headphones in here, your ear, take your headphones out. Just just listen to me for a quick minute and listen very closely. Okay. My take on Antonio Pierce right now is it's to be determined. TBD. I'm not saying you crown him now. And I'm not saying you dismiss him as a candidate right now. Right. The Raiders have four games left to play. The only definitive statement that I said was if he loses out, if the Raiders lose out and don't win another football game and he goes two and seven as an interim head coach, he's not getting the job. Show me the list of of interim head coaches who, who've won what less than 25% of their games and got the job. That's not going to happen. So I, that was the only definitive statement that I made over the past week. If the Raiders lose out and look awful, not scoring any points and start giving up points, he's not getting the job, but his audition is still going on. We can't crown him as the head coach. We can't dismiss him. His audition is still ongoing. The interview process has started for him already. And he's, he's still in his terms in the middle of it because right now, he has four games left I mean he's what? Two and three right now as interim head coach. So right. he's got time to figure it out and turn it around and help his resume. We'll see. We'll yeah. see.
3: Yeah, no. And, and that's, that's what I've said. I just said at this point in time, because to me, that's why I look at it. And, and I try to, I always try to use analogies, right? And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. So let's see if this one works. But if you're, let's say you work, I'm trying to think of just a really common place. Let's say you work at a grocery store. And you're an assistant manager, right? And your grocery store um, just isn't doing well. Sales are down. Uh, You really have to do it. You have to really do well in the meat department to make your store profitable. And it's just not going well. It's been been a year. It's been two years. And and the store is losing money. So the corporate people come in and they say, you know what, manager, you're gone. So what we're going to do is, hey, produce guy, produce manager, We like you. You're a good dude. People love you. You're now the store manager. Okay? So we want you to turn this around. So they're going to give him an opportunity to do that. And then if sales are still down and maybe there's a little increase, maybe there's a 10% increase, maybe there's a 20% or maybe there's a 50% increase. Maybe this guy, this was his opportunity and he just goes nuts and that store turns profitable. Right? What you can't say is if you're that guy and nothing improves is you can't say, well, I didn't hire the meat guy, and I didn't hire the checkers. Those weren't my people, so how can you blame me? No, it's the opportunity, right? And this is where Antonio Pierce is. You can't say, well, he got this crap from McDaniels. It's all true, absolutely. McDaniels didn't do a good job, and he inherited. But you go into the opportunity knowing that it's a tough one. And maybe he's the man to do it. Maybe just maybe he is. The jury is out, as you said, Mo. We don't know for sure. For Raider fans, my wish is that he succeeds and becomes the coach. Why? Why? Because that would mean that the Raiders finish strong, and that's good for everybody, including guys who host a podcast about the Raiders, because we don't like going into December and January, and nobody cares anymore. Trust me. So that's from a selfish perspective. But I do think that that analogy works, because you inherit what you have, and what makes people special is they take crap, and they turn it into a Da Vinci.
4: (laughs) And 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 I think one thing we didn't mention in the piece from Tashaun Radio Athletic, Mark Davis did acknowledge that Antonio Pierce did inherit a, no, bad, situation. a bad situation, yeah. a tough situation to turn he around. That, yeah. he, under, he understands that, and that he said he will factor that into the interview process. So we understand that. Davis understands that. Pierce understands that. But you've got to look at it, people will say, well, pierce has a mess and how can he even have a shot at the head coaching position you have to think of it this way if you're antonio pierce where else were you going to get a shot to be a head coach in the nfl no who was going to before this happened who was going to hire antonio pierce to be a head coach in the nfl this may lead to a defensive coordinator position for him somewhere it could lead it could he could still become the head coach of the Raiders who knows? So he knew it was a tough situation, but he took it on because it's an opportunity to get his foot in the door. We talked about having the lack of black coaches around the NFL all the time and how they don't get fair interviews. Well, Antonio Pierce, albeit in a tough situation, has a chance to at least show how he can clean up a big mess that Joshua Things and Dave Ziegler left behind. And I think that's why you take the opportunity, even though it's a tough hill to climb.
0: Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Correct. And and uh, he said as much, by the way. I don't know if everybody out there, I, I, some
3: people like watching the press conferences, some people don't. I understand. It's inside baseball for us. We listen to it for insight so that we can come talk to you guys. It's not the most entertaining thing. But Antonio Pierce is as real as it gets, man. He tells it like it is. He knows what he's facing. He knows what the challenge was. So he didn't go into it with with kind of stars in his eyes thinking, oh, I'm going to be the head coach. I just have to be a nice guy and blah, blah, blah. No, he knew he had to show something. He knew he had to show this team making progress, uh, and that's overall not just the defense, but the offense, winning games. Yeah, if they went 500, does that mean that he doesn't get the job? No, he might get the job. Who knows? If you can show that you made progress and people and with the bag of crap you were hand, handed, then great. So I don't think he wants it anyway. Antonio Pierce is not the kind of guy, and I don't know him personally, clearly, but I can tell from his personality, he's not the guy who wants to be handed anything. He wants to earn it. He did it when he was a player. He did it as a high school coach. He did it as a college coach. So, um, you know, he's not going to quit. He's going to give it everything he has for those people who say you want to tank. Guy wants to earn a job. He's not going to tank. So, so for everybody's sake, it would be great if he did. Uh, And, and we'll close it on that because uh, uh, he's got the opportunity. And we'll see how it goes over the next four games.
4: Scott, one last point. Mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce was undrafted. Undrafted yes. out of Arizona. Yes. Right? So you don't think he's used to having the odds stacked against him? <laughs> undrafted out of, out of Arizona, became a Super Bowl champion. So my, my, my point of bringing that up is, yeah, he, he inherited a crap situation. But he's used to fighting against the odds and overcoming it. You, you can't look at a situation and like, oh, he's going to fail. He's going to fail. You have to look at it as, well, what if I succeed? Exactly. What if I succeed? Because right. before, the, before the losing streak, I brought the parallel to him and John Madden. John Madden was a defensive coordinator on the collegiate level. Then he was a Raiders linebackers coach. Then he became the Raiders head coach. And I said, if Antonio Pierce becomes the Raiders head coach, he would be following in the same pathway as John Madden. And it's quite possible. Now, again, is it a rare feat? Yes. But this is the same guy, as I just said, who came out of Arizona undrafted and became a Super Bowl champion. I don't think he's worried about the odds being stacked against him.
3: No. And it's interesting. I'm seeing some some comments in the live YouTube chat about, um, well, if we get a new coaching staff, that means it's a complete rebuild. No.
4: Not necessarily.
3: That's that's not, it's not true. Uh, did DeMarco Ryans have a rebuild? I mean... He went in. He doesn't even have a full roster. And look what he's done in his first year. They didn't blow everybody
4: out of there. You don't even have to go to the Texans. When Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler came aboard, was that a rebuilding year one? They kept Derek Carr, acquired Devontae Adams, and signed Chandler Jones. They were yeah. building on what the previous regime had done. That wasn't right. a rebuild year one. Now, it didn't work, so then they had to take a step back and rebuild it. <laughs> but they True. came in year one, and it wasn't a rebuild. They, yeah. they saw the good in the roster. Now, that, that year they were coming off of a playoff team, and this team is not probably not going to the playoffs. But if you can look at the roster and see the good parts of it, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson coming along, you don't necessarily have to break it all down and go completely from scratch.
3: Yeah. Uh, people throw names. Uh, Harbaugh can go to Chicago. Uh, Costas wants Dan Quinn. I don't understand the fascination with Dan Quinn. I don't get it.
4: Don't Dan get Quinn. It. I, I, I'll, for Costas, I'll speak for Costas on this one. Correct me if I'm wrong, Costas. But Dan Quinn, I will say, he knows how to build a coaching staff. When he was Atlanta and Atlanta went to the Super Bowl, guess who he had on his staff? He had Mike McDaniel, who's the current head coach of the Dolphins. He had Kyle Shanahan, who we all know coaches the San Francisco 49ers. He had Raheem Morris. And he had another guy who's now a head coach. I'm not sure. The name is blanking me right now. But Cost he a knows. Drop he knows in the chat. I talk about this all the time about Bleacher Report lives. Dan Quinn, although he's a defensive mind, knows how to build a coaching staff. Again, he had multiple future head coaches on his staff in Atlanta. So, I can see the fascination with Dan Quinn and that Cowboys defense is looking pretty good right now. So, again, I understand it. Defense is Patrick, looking good.
3: But how long ago, how long ago, so who was his offensive? Mike McDaniel was on the offensive staff. He wasn't the coordinator. Right?
4: No, it was Kyle Shanahan was the offensive Shanahan, coordinator. and Mike Shanahan. McDaniel was on the staff as an assistant. So okay, he, had okay. two, he had two guys who a are lot of people are. Me? He had two guys and Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan who a lot of people are copycatting right now. Yes, he knows how to build a all. Costas, I, I totally get you on that one. I totally understand it.
3: Yes, okay. I I, I buy in. I I, <laughs> I was ignorant to that, so I, I'll admit that. I didn't. I I just was like, I don't know why people people keep talking about Dan Quinn. So my friend Mo, before he goes off the grid, has <laughs> educated me. So I appreciate that. Yes. Before he goes silent, just, and I can't I can't hit him up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, Scott, I'm all, I'm always just a a, a ping away. I ignore wow. a lot of people, Scott. You're not one of them. Biden I understand
3: that. I understand that and I appreciate that. Uh so you got the you got the, the Raiders winning this game. I do too. I picked the Raiders last week. Uh and I was close. They only lost by three. Um <laughs> too soon. Too
4: <laughs> soon, Scott. Too soon. Too
3: soon. Oh, thank you, MDM. We appreciate the comments saying we have the best Raider show. There's a lot of good Raider shows. Um And speaking of that, too, while Mo's off the grid, although he's going to sneak in a show next week, we will have a show early next week at some point. I think we're doing Tuesday or something like that. Um, But I will be in Tennessee. I will be in Nashville and I will be on Murph's Raiders fan radio. I'll be there. We're going to do like a crossover show. We're going to take the audio, put it on our feed the next day as well. So uh, pray for me Um, because those guys get a little crazy.
4: Jeff might drop kick you if you get out of hand <laughs> over there. So just, just saying.
3: Yeah. Jeff, who thought I w- I think he said he's 5'6". You're 5'8", eight, Mo. Or you're 5'10". Sorry. He's 5'8", or 6", or five. something like that. Wait,
4: Tim's right. on 5'10". I'm not quite 5'10". But we're, okay. we're Tim's on. Tim, we Tim, wear okay, Tim's okay. out here in New York, out here in Brooklyn. We're not part of gentrified Brooklyn. We still wear <laughs> Tim boots out here when it gets cold. So I'm, I'm usually about 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, gentrified? And a half you're
3: not, you mean you're not in New gentrified five. Brooklyn?
4: No, I'm far from ginger fiber.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have heard this on occasion, by the way.
4: (laughs) I know where to find the avocado smoothies, but I I have to travel. I have to travel to get the avocado smoothies where I'm at. I'm sure.
3: I think you just sell them on the street, man. Get a little uh, cart. Nobody
4: will buy them, right? But hey, you could drink them all day. You see the you see the plaque behind me? It's all about the hustle, man. all about the hustle. (laughs) You see the plot.
3: Uh, we have Tony Sheffield says Mo for president.
4: I wouldn't want that job. Unless it's president of the Raiders, I'll take that job. President of the country, I'll leave that to the politicians because that that's a dirty job.
3: Yeah, well, you're ethical, so you couldn't be president.
4: I'm a little too honest too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. To get elected
3: <laughs> these days, you know. Hey. But we don't talk politics here. We that's we'll save that for people who want to go nuts. Uh, I do love when I post Raider stuff in, in social media and then people come back with like a comment, like that's unrelated about politics. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like what? I I said something about Max Crosby and then you go off about some weird tangent. I have no idea. I don't know. I worry about society sometimes, Mo, but I don't worry about our, I don't worry about our listeners or viewers because they're all good people.
4: As I told Paul Raider in the chat, I'm, this is why I'm going on a darkness retreat. (laughs) Aaron (laughs) Rodgers had the right idea. I'm going to go into a cabin. It's going to be completely dark. No TV, no phone, no computer, no tablet, no nothing. Just me and my thoughts in the darkness to clear my mind and then finish off the Raiders' season strongly with their last few games, starting with their game on Christmas against the Chiefs.
3: There you go. Will Raiders give their fans a Christmas gift of beating Patrick? Hey, look, the Chiefs are in trouble. So. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, the Broncos beat the Lions this week, and they're and, the, and I don't think the Chiefs will lose to the Patriots, but
4: they're still they're
3: right on the tails of the Chiefs in the division.
4: It's crazy. It's a topsy-turvy year in terms of teams that could sneak into the playoffs. I, I, you got a lot of backup quarterbacks. A lot of starting quarterbacks are hurt this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Raiders aren't getting any breaks in these li- except <laughs> for the Chargers tomorrow. The aren't really getting any breaks in their last three because the Chiefs obviously battling for playoff seeding. The Colts are battling for playoff seeding with a backup quarterback. And the Denver Broncos, as you just mentioned, are playing pretty well, and they're battling for playoff seeding. So I I think if you're Antonio Pierce and you look at these last four games, if you can beat three of your division rivals, I think Mark Davis would really like that. I think that would really help him as far as going to his office and saying, look, I know we didn't make the playoffs this year. But we just knocked off three of our division rivals. I know how to beat our division rivals. I've done it. I, yep. I can't just, I, not just saying it to put it on a wall. I've actually done it. So I think, again, very important for Antonio Pierce to to get some wins on the board.
3: Absolutely. By the way, Seamus Harrington in the chat. Hey, Seamus, what's going on? Love the name. Uh, what's your guy's upset of the week? Now, Mo does a betting column, so we'll ask him, too. He needs a good one for him picking. I'm going to pick one first, Mo. You tell me what you think <clears throat> of this one. You ready? By the way, in the sport, Mo doesn't take part in the sports not picks because he does it on Bleacher Report. But all of us on Sports Not, do you remember how terrible I was being in the year? I'm now only two games behind, seven out of the lead on picks this year. So I'm doing well with the picks. We won't talk about fantasy football because I'm doing terrible. But I will tell you this, Seamus, I think the Rams win.
4: It's not an upset picks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an upset. No, that's not an upset. They're favored by like six and a half points.
3: Okay, so you caught me. No, <laughs> give give, give your start. upset first. Give your I'll upset start. first, and then I'll give my real upset.
4: So I have six upsets against the spread. Six? I have six upsets. If you're betting against the spread, this is not straight up, but against the spread, I have six upsets against the spread. I have the Vikings covering against the Bengals, but the wow. Bengals winning. I have the Broncos covering against the Lions. I think that, to me, is what I feel best about. That line, I think, was five when I got it. It's now down to four. The Lions haven't been playing well recently. I think the Broncos, right. if they don't win outright, I think they at least cover against the Lions. Uh, the other upset, I have the Giants covering against the Saints. Wouldn't be surprised if the Saints right. lose that game. Yes. they got some guys coming back and Taysom Hill and Rashid uh, Rashid Shaheed, but the Saints aren't a juggernaut. The Giants can definitely cover. I'm in New York City. Everyone is toasting uh, Tommy DeVito out Tommy here. Cutlet. So Yes. So I, I think the Giants are going to cover, if not win outright. I have the Bears covering against the Browns. The Browns have plenty of injuries. They have a bunch of injuries. Offensive line, defense, a lot of guys out for the Browns. The Bears, as I said earlier in the show, have been playing well. They can run the ball with the quarterback, Justin Fields, or their trio of running backs. I think the Bears pull off the outright upset against the Browns, we're very injury riddled right now. The other upset, which is to me is not really an upset, but by the line, the Cowboys are underdogs to the bills. Minus two. I'm picking the Cowboys to win that game. I don't understand the line. Minus two in favor of the bills. I understand they just beat the chiefs, but the bills to me, I'm not, I'm not sold on them. A lot of people had them in the Super Bowl. I think they got some problems yeah. in there. You know, came well, out well, about the, Sean the,
3: the Cowboys are a 500 team away from
4: home. Look, I'm taking the Cowboys outright to beat the Bills. That's they're, the only one I
3: disagree with you on. I think the Bills are
4: underdogs. I, I, I'm taking the Cowboys. I, I, if you I'm remember, you. go ahead. If you remember, Scott, we both had the Cowboys. I believe we both had the Cowboys making it to the NFC Championship game this year. We did. I had them going. And to they're the Super playing Bowl. pretty well. I, I had them I, going I, to the Super Bowl. I had the 49ers in that spot because I still think they're going to have problems with the 49ers when they get there. But yes, I'm picking them over the Bills. So, yeah. Person but in I, the chat forgot who it was. Those are my upset picks. I'm with you, and, and if, if in anybody in the chat
3: tonight or listening to the show is one of those kind of car people... Oh, my god, We're not doing it because of Derek Carr. Well, partly. No. But, and I say di- because of how the Saints are playing. I, I think the, Gi- the Giants have kind of started to put together a little bit, and you can say what you mm-hmm. want about Tommy DeVito. But that kid... And by the way, what did Tommy DeVito... Tommy DeVito has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And why is he successful, Mo?
4: Able to use his legs, he ran. Oh, he yes. ran for seventy-one yards. I'm, again, yes. I'm not saying you have to not have a quarterback run. He had that to run get to live. <laughs> right, I'm not saying you have to have run by for design. fifty yards. I, I'm talking functionally mobile. It helps. It definitely helps. Excuse me, when your offensive line breaks down, or if you have a bunch of cluster injuries along the offensive line, it helps yeah. when your quarterback is able to move. And as you said, you know, me picking the Giants to cover has nothing to do. I don't know, people are going to bring up Derek Carr. But just look at the Saints this year. They haven't been as good as, as a lot of people thought they were. I thought the Saints were going to win the division. Mm-hmm. They've been a disappointment. And right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are leading the division with Baker Mayfield, who I wanted the Raiders to sign, with by, the the uh, by the way. the same record.
3: the Saints are one game better than the Raiders in the win-loss column. Uh, so, but I like, I like the Giants there, too. Are you ready for this one? Go ahead. Are you ready? I'm this ready. will knock your socks off. That I Patriots guess? defense is playing well, Mo. Scott, Scott, I'm not saying against the spread. I'm just saying,
4: I'm just saying Bill Belichick,
3: he's coming towards the end. You
4: you know what's funny, Scott? I actually initially had the Patriots covering against the Chiefs. Yeah. But then I read a report that Robert Kraft has already made the decision that Bill Belichick is out. And I'm sure players saw that. And if you know, mm. if you're playing, you know you have a lame duck head coach, I just no, don't think his vo- I just don't think his voice is going to carry as much as it used to with these reports coming out that the, that the Patriots are basically going to move on from Bill Belichick. There have been a lot of fans saying, hey, Mo, if the Patriots indeed move on from Bill Belichick, do the Raiders hire him? And I say, no, Bill Belichick's drafts have not been good. Coach of Correct. defense drafts Correct. have been awful.
3: Right. But I'm going to anyway. I'm going to put down a little parlay for you.
4: Uh Oh, Taking the Patriots, the Bears, and the Titans. Actually, that's not a bad parlay against the spread. I can actually get by Because like I said, I almost picked the Patriots to cover. Because it's a nine point or nine and a that's half nine. point spread. Yeah, and,
3: and the Chiefs just can't score.
4: And they can't score. So that's actually, that would be a decent parlay. Mm. But I you know, I don't even it, write a column. We, we, I don't know <laughs> what the status of C.J. Stroud is going to be Sunday. Yeah, that's, are that's, like, the key. that's the key. People,
3: and even if he it, does play, is he going to be 100%? I don't
4: know. He doesn't have his playmakers either. Nico Collins banged up. Tank Dale, injured reserve,
3: and uh, the the tight end. i am I thinking? I'm forgetting Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz.
4: Yeah, back at so, practice. I think he'll play though. Okay, we'll see how it goes.
3: All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys being with us and uh, doing a little bit of the live thing tonight, uh, and giving you the podcast on video early because um, before Mo goes out and um, eats the magic mushrooms and looks into the woods. <laughs> Oh, uh, we want, no, I'm just kidding. He's not doing that. But um, we wanted to be able to do that and, and uh, hook up with you guys before the game tomorrow. So enjoy the game. Mo and I both have the Raiders winning this one at home. Uh, we will be live tomorrow night after the show here on the show, myself and Murph. I will be on location at a cigar lounge, actually, with a bunch of guys around. So it's going to be pretty rowdy when I do the show which will be kind of fun, but anyway, we'll be doing that, and then we'll get back with you. We'll get a show out to you probably Tuesday, probably later than usual, but it'll be there Tuesday, and then uh, I'll be with Murph and the crew on Wednesday, so stay tuned for all that. We'll put it up in the social channels and and make sure you guys know where we're at, but we certainly appreciate you guys being with us. Mo, enjoy your downtime. (coughs) Excuse me. As I cough, I'm supposed to press the cough button when I do that, Uh, but anyway, we're live, so what the heck but enjoy yourself man and uh we will tune in to you tomorrow as well with your bleacher report which you go live exactly boom whistle goes a couple minutes later there's mo talking it up so we'll be there so make sure you catch that and i know uh go read we talked about his column uh, here on the show but go check out mo on sports not as well what else you got going on anything
4: nothing else just to remind nice. people check in with me a bleacher report live right after the Chargers game as you said I'll see you on the other side of the darkness retreat. We'll talk Raiders Chiefs after I come out from the darkness. There you go.
3: We'll see what happens. He might come back with like his hair might be blonde, or you know, you never know what's gonna happen.
4: You never know. I might, you know, come back with types of gold around my neck. I don't know. You know, <laughs> got one chain now, I may come back with five chains.
3: Five chains.
4: Maybe a ring on my finger. I don't know. Well, two know. chains
3: no. is taken, so you can't do two,
4: two chains. Yeah, it can't be, it can't be two chains. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why I said five. It could be five Maybe. chains. It could be five chains.
3: Or you could just be mo-chains.
4: Mo-chains. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> chains.
3: <laughs> All right, my friend. I will talk to you soon, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. For all of us here, uh, including our producer, Mike Robier, who is behind the scenes all the time. But let me tell you, he's he's a magic man behind the the scenes for us with the show. So we appreciate him very much. But most of all, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for being with us live, being in the chat, keeping us laughing, uh, keeping us honest when we're wrong, which is hardly ever. But that's okay. We still love you, even though you're always wrong. Uh, but we appreciate it. It's, honestly, you guys' support means everything to us. So for Mo and I'm Scott Branson, this has been Silver and Black today. Take care, everybody. Okay, picture this.
1: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.